TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. It's 930 in 716. I'm Susan Rose. Right now in Buffalo, we're looking at 30 degrees clear skies this morning. Going up to about 40 today. Not quite as warm as yesterday, it will be partly cloudy, so some sunny breaks, but breezy too. And we'll check in with Aaron Mankowski coming up in just a few minutes on the week ahead. Buffalo police are investigating a fatal shooting that occurred early Sunday morning at Club Marcella on Michigan Avenue. Police were called just after 2.30 a.m. Three people were struck by gunfire inside the club during some type of argument. A 21-year-old Buffalo man was declared dead at the scene. Two other shooting victims were transported by ambulance to local hospitals where they are both listed in stable condition. This is the second shooting at the club in the last two weeks. A security guard was shot in the parking lot in a previous incident. It's sentencing week for the top shooter. The 19-year-old will be sentenced on Wednesday, and WBEN's Brayton Wilson reports he appears in federal court on Thursday. 19-year-old Peyton Gendron will be back in state court this Wednesday for his sentencing after he pled guilty back in November to carrying out the Topps mass shooting on Jefferson Avenue back on May 14th. While Wednesday sentencing may seem like just a formality with Gendron set to serve life in prison without parole, attorney Terry Connors explains it will be an opportunity for the victim's families to speak directly to Gendron after he killed 10 black people and wounded three others in a racially motivated shooting. The expectation is that the presiding judge will allow members of the family to speak at the court proceeding prior to the sentencing. There's a provision in our criminal procedure law that allows a victim or a victim's family to provide input to the judge for sentencing, and they have the right to speak and express the impact on their lives. And I'm certain that a number of the family members will be speaking at the sentencing before the county court judge is presiding. Connors represents seven of the ten families who lost loved ones in the shooting. Then on Thursday, Gendron and or his attorneys will appear in federal court for a status conference. Attorney John Elmore, who represents the other three families who lost a loved one in the attack, seems to have a hunch as to why this this status conference has been scheduled just one day after Gendron's sentencing at the state level of court. He's going to be a sentenced prisoner and he's going to be in the custody of the New York State Department of Corrections. Typically, he would be sentenced to a maximum prison. It could be somewhere up in the Adirondacks. It could be, you know, somewhere downstate, but typically a long ways from Buffalo. Because these federal charges are still pending, the federal public defenders are asking that he be placed in the custody of the U.S. Marshals so that they can have access to him. That means that he would be housed in a local jail. More ahead of Gendron's return to court this week is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. Brayton, thank you for that. Uh, next, we are we're looking for word from the military 
about what they know about those latest objects shot down over the U.S. and Canada, the latest one being over Lake Huron yesterday. Andy Field reports experts still are not certain what they are. The military shooting down all three unidentified objects this weekend out of an abundance of caution. As for possibly others... I'm not currently tracking any other objects at this point. That doesn't mean there couldn't be more at some point in the future. NORAD Command General Glenn Van Herc saying they've adjusted radar to be more sensitive for hard-to-spot objects after that Chinese balloon crossed over the U.S. Andy Field, ABC News, Washington. All right, now to the Super Bowl this morning. For the second time in four seasons, Kansas City fans are celebrating a Super Bowl win. The Chiefs overcame a 10-point halftime deficit to pick up a 38-35 win over the Eagles last night. Kanye Whitworth was there at the stadium in Arizona. The Chiefs left the field at half looking slightly defeated. There were concerns over Mahomes' ankle. They were trailing after Harrison Butker's kick hit the upright. But the Chiefs had the ball to start the second half, scoring twice right away and eventually taking a lead in the fourth quarter. And then Butker redeems himself with a game-winning field goal, leaving just eight seconds left on the clock. All right, Kanye Whitworth with that. And... A questionable late penalty on Eagles cornerback James Bradbury caused plenty of anger among NFL fans last night. The penalty gave the Chiefs a first down. They went on to kick a field goal, win the game 38-35. to Joe, I know you watch this. Oh, yeah. How how does this leave you, the end of this game? You, you know, I, I, I'm not a, like Pasquale Major uh, said last week as a Mets fan. Difficult to root for any team from Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, as a Bills fan, difficult to see Kansas City win it again. Right. So it was a lose-lose situation. I have to agree with Greg Olson. That's a rough penalty to call at the <sighs> end of the Super Bowl. I know it. Um, I mean, Kansas City would have still kicked the field goal, but there would have been about 90 seconds left. Philly would have had both timeouts, or two of the three timeouts. Um, I thought that was a rough one. And, you know, Kansas City got into the Super Bowl because of a late penalty. That one a little clearer against right. the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, but I don't know, of all, and I, I, hey, I know if we're going by the book, that's a penalty, but I I don't know if you call that one well, at the end of the Super Bowl. Yeah, and if you look at Twitter today, I mean, it's just full of people upset over this. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is something that the Philadelphia fans won't let down if there's one thing they're known for. I mean, just wait for their home opener next year, next season. I'm sure it will be a point of contention. Oh, I'm sure this is going to burn for a while. We're asking on our Raylax Honda web poll at WBEN.com about the Super Bowl commercials. Did they live up to the hype? Yes or no? You can check in with us, and let's check these results right now. 40% say yes, 60% no. You can check in with us right side of the page over at WBEN.com. Now, we'll be talking about the Super Bowls throughout the morning here on WBEN, and we'll take your top pick, best Super Bowl ad. You can let us know in the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board at 8030930 anytime this morning. But in the weeks since DeMar Hamlin and Kim Pagula went into cardiac arrest, it has resulted in real signups for CPR training. WBEN's Tom Puckett is here with that. Jason Stolb of the American Heart Association says the fact more people want CPR training is the silver lining in the clouds of high-profile cardiac arrest cases of DeMar Hamlin and Kim Pagula. Uh, you know, just traffic to our, you know, CPR website uh, at heart.org has increased about 620%. You know, we've definitely seen about 
a tenfold increase in just uh, the the local trainings and you know demonstrations that we've been doing around the community. Stolp says companies want more employees to learn hands-only CPR, not just for their co-workers, but to share with their families. Nick Bond says that's key for relatives of those vulnerable to cardiac arrest. The majority of the time, if you're going to respond to someone that's having a heart-related emergency, it's with a loved one. Um, so people are really trying to find out how how can I be prepared if one of my loved ones. Uh, has has a, a heart-related emergency. Bond says there's been a significant increase in CPR training inquiries. That's also the case at YMCA Buffalo, Niagara. We recently just offered a hands-only CPR class at the South Towns branch here two days ago. We had 28 people registered. Our Lockport branch is going to be conducting one upcoming on Tuesday the 21st. They have 40 people registered with 31 on the wait list. Vince Riddle says there's also been more conversations about the need for AEDs. Hear more about that online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. And DeMar Hamlin made it onto the field at the Super Bowl as the NFL honored the Bills and Cincinnati Bengals training and medical staffs before the game, along with the staff at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Hamlin joined them, putting his hands together to form a heart. Hamlin said he will eventually like to play again in an interview with Michael Strahan that we'll have for you later on this morning. Good morning. Monday morning, February 13th. WBEN News Time is 510. Let's check out Aaron Minkowski's forecast for us for the week ahead. It's going to be a partly cloudy, windy day today with a high about 40 degrees. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, high 45. Wednesday, partly cloudy, windy, high 55. And Thursday, showers and a high of 50. Doesn't sound at all like February weather for us. We are going to be mild, 40s, 50s. And actually, I thought I saw over the weekend, too, that there might be a 60 coming up later in the week. Right now, it's clear. It's 30 degrees, and it's pretty much an easy drive this morning. And let's get to the halftime show. Rihanna had a special guest performing with her. Rihanna ran through a medley of her hits during the NFL Apple Music Halftime Show on Fox, singing and dancing with dozens of backup dancers dressed in white hooded jackets. Rihanna in the middle in red, and at one point while on a platform suspended high in the air, she rubbed her belly while singing. Her rep confirmed after the show what everyone assumed, making Rihanna the first woman to headline a Super Bowl halftime show while pregnant. It'll be the second child for the singer and her rapper partner, ASAP Rocky. Their first child was born in May. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, partly to mostly sunny, a bit windy today with winds gusting over 30 miles per hour this afternoon. Temperatures in the low to mid 40s. For tonight's mostly cloudy overnight lows near 30. Good deal of sunshine on Tuesday, upper 40s. Scattered showers, highs near 60 on Wednesday. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Kelsey Engert is a copywriter with the ad agency 15. She's joining me this morning. And we're talking about the Super Bowl ads that we all watched last night. Here's just a little bit of a sample. I think I'm ready for this. Heck yeah. With E-Trade, you're ready for anything. Marriage, kids, college. Kids moving back in after college. Grab me a glaze. We thank you for your patience. I bet you sliced it into the woods. You know what it takes to be a rock star? I've done my share of bad things. Also, your share of bad things. All right, Kelsey, hopefully those uh, kind of struck a chord with you. Overall, what did you think? Yeah, um, so I thought, I thought there were some really great ads last night. I do think 
Um, there's a little bit of an over-reliance on celebrities, personally. Um, but I think there were also some ads that really did a great job at using them to their advantage. Um, I think Doritos was a big one. Um, I thought the creative for this spot was really great. Um, it was humorous. I think the celebrities were super tasteful. And you didn't even need to know who the celebrities were to understand what was going on. Um, but I think they did a great job of choosing. I mean, you have Jack Harlow, which resonates with Gen Z, and then Missy Elliott with Millennials, and then Elton John. Um, so I think I think that one was a really great use of celebrity. Um, there definitely was a couple others, too. The Duncan ad, I think, also was great with Ben Affleck. You know what? That was my favorite, I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah what, what is it? Why did that work with so many people? So I think this one worked because people recognize Ben Affleck is actually a customer of Duncan. Um, so I honestly, I think that was a, a big deal, like using a celebrity that, well, he really was a customer that just happened to be a celebrity, to be honest. Um, and he's from New England, which Duncan has roots there. Um, and then, of course, adding in his wife, Jennifer Lopez, at the end. I think that was a fun surprise because everyone loves J-Lo. So. Yeah. Now, another one, on, I think, on your list of ones that, that worked, that you know really worked with, uh, with people watching, was the NFL commercial that used Jim Kel- Kelly as a cameo, right? Yeah, yeah. The flag um, football? So- Yep, the NFL's it, Run With It was the spot. Um, and that one had Deanna Flores, um, quarterback of the, the Mexico women's national flag football team. And I think this spot was, it, I mean, first off, it was purely entertaining. Um, her athleticism, it was just, it was so cool. I think the way it was shot was really impressive. Um, and then it was all about inclusivity, Um inviting really everyone to play the game, including women and people of color. And I think it just showed how the NFL is really pushing the sport forward. Um, It's no longer just a sport for big masculine men, but it's for everyone and all different types of fans as well. All right. So we've just mentioned three, the Doritos, uh, Dunkin' Donuts, and the NFL's run with it. What? Give us an example of an ad that just didn't work, fell flat. Didn't work. Um, well, I think there were two big ones that stood out to me. Um, I think the Remy Martin one, um, inch by inch with Serena Williams. I, I think that one honestly missed the mark. Um, I don't think people knew that Serena Williams was reenacting Al Pacino. I think it was a little bit too obscure for most viewers, honestly, um, including myself. Um, and honestly, I didn't really get the connection to alcohol in the end. And I think it kind of left a lot of people confused. And um, Serena Williams, I mean, she was in so many spots last night. It's hard to, you know, connect her to which brand. So I think that one kind of missed the mark. And then also, I think the fan duel kick of destiny was such a great opportunity. I remember reading about this um forever ago when they started, you know, posting the, the Gronkowski ads and thinking, wow, this is such an awesome 
campaign. Like it seemed like such a great opportunity to capture new users. And then I think it just was poorly executed. Um, the ad itself was pretty like anticlimactic. Um, I think they were too focused on making it look like a commercial rather than taking advantage of it actually being a live event because they, they could have really made themselves a part of the Super Bowl. And, you and know, then, I, I was wondering, too, like, was it, they had built it as being live. Was it really live? I was really kind of um, wondering that afterwards because we saw him as an analyst all night long. Right, right. Yeah, no, it it was live. Um, but, yeah, the, the ad kind of made it seem otherwise. But, yeah, and then, of course, him missing the field goal, I don't think helps them because they still gave money to anyone who placed bets. So it kind of, I, I don't know, I think it just threw people off and kind of left people confused, similar to the Remy Martin ad. Yeah. Um, I also thought um, the, we saw last year the QR code, right, during the Super Bowl mm -hmm. for the first time. I felt like it yep. was really overused last night. Oh my gosh, I totally agree. I think I saw it in at least half of the ads. I'm just wondering who is actually using the QR codes. I mean, when you're just sitting down, relaxing, drinking a beer, um, you know, eating snacks, like I, I think it, the QR code kind of just gets lost um, and everything. So I'm, I'm not sure how effective that is, but yeah, we did definitely see a lot of it. All right, you know, Kelsey, another thing. Um, we saw some of the commercials were released ahead of the Super Bowl. Some of them, you know, were saved just during the game. Do companies get the same kind of buzz, whether they release them early or not? Or is it better for for an ad to be aired the first time during the game? Um, I think that definitely depends on the brand and the ad itself. Um, so actually, the the Doritos Try Another Angle ad that was actually released prior to the Super Bowl, and I think it still hit just as well as it would have if it was released day of. Um, and yeah, there were a couple other spots, same thing, the Pepsi Zero. But I will say, I think, like for example, the two um, the two dog spots; those were both heartstring pullers, the farmer's dog and, and the Amazon saving Sawyer. Um, I think those two being released day of was a, a great idea because I think it kind of, it, it, those were just great storytelling. So I think show, releasing them beforehand would have been more of a disservice. All right. Well, hey, great to get your take on this because everyone will be talking about it today at the office or wherever they are. Kelsey, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Sure. That's Kelsey Anger, copywriter with the ad agency 15. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The Step Back 3. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 